and welcome to a new podcast of Mind, Mood and Food. With me, Margaret Bell, anti-diet empowerment coach and gut health expert, and with Adele Darbyshire. Hello, I am a yoga teacher and creator of Find Your Inner Sparkle, 50 ways to help you to look and feel better. And today we are focusing on the inner critic. Ooh. <laughs> it's thorny, deep subject. Oh God, yeah. I can't think of anyone that hasn't got an inner critic. No. I don't think there is anyone that doesn't have one. It's the little voice in your head, basically, isn't it? Yeah. The little bleep. I'd not say the word. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we will talk about this because, yeah, I have views on how we view it. Um, I'm sure you do. Yeah, which is, is sometimes a little bit more helpful to working with it, shall we say. Mm-hmm. So how would you say the inner critic starts, Adele? Because um, I'm sure, well, whether it's the same for everyone, but it must does that have kind of a pattern or how, I think how does it start? Most psychologists that have obviously studied the roots of the inner critic, the inner voice, whatever you want to call it, it's got a lot of different names. <laughs> like you said, some of them not to be, uh, to be uh, <laughs> repeated in, in daytime hours. But their roots are from childhood, mm-hmm. as you can well imagine. And... It starts really when we start to protect ourselves. So my, this is something that's really close to my heart because my, my, my group, my Find You in a Sparkle business is really all about that kind of getting back to that raw state that we were in when we were like brand new, when we were a shiny little, you know, diamond or an untrampled flower, you know, whatever you want to look at it like. We, we start off with this beautiful energy, if you like, where we're not bothered what people think of us because we've never been hurt. You know, a baby doesn't, if you think of a baby, doesn't have an inner critic. It just starts off, what do I need? I'm hungry. And it goes, man, it cries and food comes. It cries because it wants a cuddle. We've got needs to be loved and, and needs to be held and, and needs to be nurtured. But it's not very long before we start to learn that, oh, you know, mum starts to raise a voice when I cry or when you get into that toddler age and you start throwing your little tantrums and stamping you, I want, I want. Then then it's 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 ways of learning how to behave in society, isn't it? Which we get taught by our parents, we get taught by our aunties and uncles, we get taught by our teachers, then we get taught by our friends, you know, if we don't, if we do something that they don't like, they kind of kick off about it, and we're like, oh, I don't like the fact that they're not friends with me anymore, and all that sort of stuff, so the kind of raw state that is just not bothered, not worried, fearless, brave and completely authentically you starts to get tarnished and damaged and um and chipped away yeah because we start to protect ourselves and this is our ego so 
some people think that ego if you talk about the ego they think oh I've not got an ego because that they, they think that that means you're big-headed but it's not that at all when we talk about this this work in in yoga the ego is the thing that kind of separates us from other people that I'm right you're wrong it's black and it's white you know we're always trying to protect we need to prove other people wrong because otherwise what would it be like if we were wrong that would mean we're damaged in some way or we're not as good or we've made a mistake or we're inferior so it's, it's that energy the ego so when we start to protect we develop this stronger ego and we we have this need to fit in and to be loved and to to be part of the tribe it's a survival mechanism um we start storing away these little memories so if somebody says something that's I don't like it when you do that say we're really loud and really energetic and really bubbly and a really vibrant kid yeah, you might get told to, me yeah you might get told to <laughs> hey you know be seen and not heard that one remember that one mm-hmm. children oh. are seen yeah. and not heard are they <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we really say that anymore but you know that was that was common when I was oh, little because yeah. I you didn't get... dare say anything you'd get sent to bed or you know like yeah because I used to get I can't remember one of my mums saying oh you can see her shall we hear her before you see her <laughs> yeah and it's and sometimes these things are said in an unkind way you know it can be children that are so cruel and it, and it depends on different different people will react differently. So somebody might not be that sensitive and somebody might just go, let it bounce off them. You know, if you're a sensitive person, like I, I'm extremely sensitive and that's why I think I'm very much prone to the inner critic. Um, we've all got it, as we said, but some people are more prone to it than others. So for me, I think anytime I've had that kind of a comment where sometimes it's in jest sometimes it's met, meant with absolute you know cruelty and, and and brutalness of of other kids but it gets filed away and stored away and I I've like soaked that up and learned it oh don't be loud again that's not that's not how you fit in if you're cheeky and you know that's not like um, something that's accepted that's not liked in society or whatever it might be and then you just start to adapt your personality so yeah you become a, a far away version of who you really are mm. and then I think as you get a bit older you start to think hang on a minute I can't even remember who I am or like who actually am I because you're you're molding your behavior to fit in and to yeah. be liked and this is where these inner critics um little strands come from and there's lots of like elements to it but one of the one of the um, ones that I learned a few years ago from an actual yoga teacher online I did a little course that she put out there um I think her name is Dr Melissa West if people want to to look her up she's Canadian and she did this inner critic series and I loved it and she talked about four elements of the inner critic mm. so you can let me know Margaret how many of these you can tick off and then if people listening want to uh to, to comment how many they have in my hands oh god here we go <laughs> so number one is the perfectionist mm-hmm. so three of them begin with p and one of them begins with r the second one is the people pleaser mm-hmm. the third one is the pusher mm-hmm. and the fourth one is the rule follower so perfectionist is obvious always wanting things to be perfect because <gasps> What if it's not perfect? Well, mm. people are not going to like what you do. People are going to criticize you. You know, that's where that little voice comes in. 
it's not good enough. It's never good enough. The second one, the people pleaser, again, because we want to fit in, we will change what we say and how we behave if we think that other person is going to like us better because of it. The third one is the pusher. So say you're a runner, like I know you are. You have done 5K today and 5K tomorrow. Then the pusher will be like, it will not say, that's amazing. You could have been sat on the couch, but you did 5K. The pusher will go, yeah, but everyone can do 5K. Like, why can't you do 6K? And then when you do 6K, the pusher will go, well, yeah, but what about 7K? Well, I just saw that woman down the road did 10K. 7K is rubbish. Why don't you do a half marathon? Mm. If you do a half marathon, that's half a marathon. Why don't you do a marathon? And it never, ever never ends. Stops. Never stops. Never, ever. So your your bar is always being raised. So that the stress and the pressure to 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 satisfy the voice of the inner pusher is is relentless. And then the fourth one is the rule follower. So, you know, if you don't want to get into trouble, if you've broken a rule, again, and you'll do anything to, to avoid that. So not everybody has all of these, but I do. <laughs> so I tick every single box. And that's why I think I've been prone to anxiety, because can you imagine the pressure that goes on inside my head to meet those standards on a daily basis? So how many do you tick? <clears throat> perfectionist for certain absolutely and you're very you're spot on the pusher can always tell a pusher with a runner <laughs> that relentless oh you can do more than that oh come on just a bit more but even if it's not more it's well you can do the same but faster yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and definitely not just in running either whatever whatever just like take today for instance uh, the stuff i've done or you can fit a bit more in your day and do a bit more there. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because then where's the space to, to say, look at what you have done? Exactly. Like I, I got, I got um, a really good tip once about, like I've got a to-do list here because I always have a to-do list and you never end, you never finish your to-do list and your inner pusher will always want you to do more. Mm-hmm. But, have a done list yeah yeah you you know if you've got your to-do list then yeah look at what you've ticked off so maybe there's two things you didn't get to but maybe there's eight things you did and maybe if you just spent a little bit of time at the end of the day just five minutes just thinking what have I hat on the back you know what have we achieved today that's Mm -hmm. pretty good so this tip was really good for me because if you have got a strong inner pusher then it then it helps so not like I said not everybody's got all of the things so just work with what resonates with you but uh, I also on that note in a morning along with my gratitude practice which I don't sit and write down I know some people do but in in the in the essence of fitting things into your day I advise people to do it in the shower when they're brushing the teeth you know just think of three things that you're grateful for and then I I heard from a, a, a really good entrepreneur wants about thinking of just one thing that you want to do today so not you might have 10 things but just think of one if you just get that one thing done then you can be satisfied because that's the most important thing it's the thing that's going to move you forward in your business or your career or your health or whatever your goals are that one thing and then just think of one thing that you did yesterday and that's a game changer because that started me 
it can be done in five, 10 minutes in the shower, three things that you're grateful for, one thing for today, one thing that you did yesterday. And you know what, the amount of times that I go, right, well, what one thing did I do yesterday? And then I might go, oh my God, I ran a course, I did a, I did a or I did a really good class at the, the gym that people loved, or, you know, I actually helped somebody out when I had a one-to-one client and it, and it was amazing. And that would have been forgotten if I'd not done that p- practice. Yeah, yeah. Really Took the time to do it. Mm-hmm. That's a really good tip. I, like, I think I'm going to take that one on myself. Absolutely. Do it. It's a game changer <laughs> because it just, it makes you, once you get into the habit, if it's having a shower or cleaning your teeth, you, you don't ever miss it. Mm. You're, it's what Tony Robbins calls um, net time, no extra time. So you're not adding anything into your day, but the way it changes your mood for the day, because you know that what's your important thing for that day, and you, and it's just giving you that time to reflect on things that you're grateful for, and to give yourself a little pat on the back and to celebrate, because it just it just every time when I do it, I think I would just have never never yeah. thought about that. It's done. It's gone, and your your inner pusher is like yeah it's that yeah you did 5k but who cares where's the 7k and you're you're never smelling the roses you're never like when are we ever going to be happy if we live like that if you take that time to reflect on it you're like i'm doing all right you know i should be pleased with what i've done you know yeah so if you don't do anything else in terms of the inner critic i think that little routine is is good so would you say that the inner, car, inner critic sorry, is more common in women than men or are they about the same? Or? I'm, not, I'm not sure because I don't live in men's heads, but, <laughs> and I wouldn't <laughs> want to. No. <laughs> I, I feel like sometimes men might have less inner chatter than women. Hmm. I mean... I don't know how many guys you know that you've asked this question because it's quite personal, isn't it? But I think sometimes, like I've asked my husband and he will just almost say, no, he doesn't have that voice mm. going on and on. He's very good at doing just one thing yeah. at once, which is another great tip, you know, just do one thing at once, just be mindful. Stop yeah. having a gazillion things going around in your head. So I think stereotypically women are women are a little bit more prone to that trying to multitask and do too many things yeah absolutely. we we are more likely to be more self-critical because men are a bit more like they're better at they're better at patting themselves on the back let's be honest aren't they I think they're better at going yeah. like yeah I'm awesome <laughs> you know like if if a woman and a man looks in the mirror will the man not just suck in his tummy and go like look at me look at how good I look will the woman not relax the stomach stick it out make it look as bad as possible and then go oh look you know rather than standing up tall and saying i'm not actually looking at the body in the proportion that it is i feel like that i feel like that's the case but i i am cautious of not generalizing to Mm. our our men that might be listening to this going that's not (laughs) true so i and i do know a few guys that are quite sensitive and, and do struggle with anxiety and things like that so I think it, it, it it's very individual isn't it but I think if we are generalizing then yeah maybe women are a little bit more prone to it there's some stats around um going for a job I can't remember what they are but I'm sure you've heard it 
And when I heard this, when I was in the corporate world, I was like, oh my God, that is so true. Oh, if you look at a job advert, yeah. if you look at it and you, and, and you look at the big list of things, if you can do 90% of it, but there's one out of 10 things that you can't do, a woman will look at that one thing and go, oh, I can't go for that job. Yeah. can't do that one thing. Whereas a man, it's like the, the opposite. If they can do one thing on that list, but they can't do nine, of them, they'll, they'll go for it and go, I'll be all right, I'll wing it. <laughs> and that is, I think that is a stat that's out there that's got some stuff behind it, you know? Right, <laughs> so I think they're better at bigging themselves up, aren't they? And, mm-hmm. you know. And winging it. <laughs> winging it, talking the talk, you know. Whereas, you know, women are a little bit more self-critical maybe so that would lend itself to saying that that there there's a lot more women that have this this little voice this uh, inner child inner critic it it, and it has it's got such a lot of power it's got the power to make us feel constantly anxious it's 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 where I think a lot of anxiety comes from because it it is anxiety and an emotional kind of fear state it comes from the voice it comes from our thoughts and our body and our emotions and our feelings and our responses where we get stressed and we pump all that cortisol around our body it does not know the difference between a real and a hypothetical situation so the inner critic the little voice has the power to hold us constantly in fear and to, to exaggerate and to catastrophize and to to really dwell on the negative much much more than the positive so I think it takes awareness and it takes active practice to to decide that you're going to practice this work like the tool that I've just given to to start off with in the mornings to make a conscious decision to say I'm going to watch what's going on in the in in the head I'm going to become aware of it and I'm going to take some time to think differently on purpose because left to its own devices, it is really self-destructive. Definitely. And um, I don't know what you think about this, but my inner child, <laughs> I'll give mine the name of Emma, um, basically because that's the main person who bullied me at school. Um, so Emma has been told to just sit off in the corner there, shut up. <laughs> Is it yeah. a good idea to give the inner critic a name or? Yeah, I think it is. I think what the reason that's good is it separates it from you. Mm. And I think if you can detach that, that you are not your thoughts, Yeah, because this is yoga again, this is mindfulness, this is meditation, this is learning to say, just because this little voice is going, that doesn't mean that that is you and that doesn't define you. So if you can say, that isn't Margaret, that's just because you, you, your thoughts just pop up. They're like, you know, they're coming up, they're bubbling up from the whole of your life. As we've said, where you're storing, don't do this, don't do that, do more of this. This isn't good enough. And it's, if you get that awareness of the thoughts, you'll begin to notice perhaps it does remind you of somebody mm. so perhaps it reminds you of the thing the the hurtful things that emma said to you perhaps it reminds like some people of their mom mm. or their dad you know if they were a strict disciplinarian 
you you might even notice the tone of voice and the the the, the accent even that it's said in or anything oh, i've just got a chill Thanks. it could be the, the t- a teacher you know or it could be it's usually a mix of everybody the the only thing I, the caution i would apply there is i think if you give it some people call it like the inner demon and the wolf and things like that and this this bully i think then it makes it a little bit more difficult to be kind to it yeah. and to empathize with it mm-hmm. and to take it by the hand like the small child that it is and to work with it then and and be together rather than pushing it away so i think if we give it um a name that reminds us of a of a bully like that or um something that's to be oh, scared of and pushed away number one you're less likely to want to let it be heard mm. and I think it needs a voice it needs to be heard so that then you can say right enough now sit down in the corner we've we've listened if you keep put, you know there's a saying of what we resist persists yeah. so if we if we push against it which I did for a long time till I had some coaching around it you kind of shut it away like oh god the anxious thoughts it doesn't feel nice it's not very nice it's it's scary and we push it down and then we we suppress now that can get stuck in our bodies as tension and tightness and stress um it can manifest then as as illness and disease you know dis-ease in the body so i'm a big advocate of letting things surface rather than pushing them down so it's really good to to let it be heard so if you can even if you keep the name emma because emma emma herself i have a best friend called emma by the way so (laughs) she's she's nice (laughs) um but if if you could actually start to befriend emma because emma was a scared child herself because she wouldn't have bullied otherwise you know she will have she will have probably had stuff going on at home um that she was playing out and trying to control and manipulate others because she wasn't a happy little girl so it still doesn't mean that you can't befriend her but yeah just be careful of that kind of demonizing of it Mm. um what what I like to do is let let them have a voice and really visualize it even if it's visualizing it as yourself when you were like six or seven and that the inner critic's always not powerful It, it, it is powerful if we let it run away with itself but in reality it feels like this monster but it's not it's just this little scared child and if you can start to visualize it as that you can start to say look listen what what are you scared of so say you're doing a presentation you know face-to-face talk somewhere and your inner critic starts going crazy because you're like you've got all this people pleasing perfectionist pushing stuff coming up oh well you're going to be rubbish what if you say something? What if you stumble over your words? What if you get it wrong? What if you don't? What if no one likes it? What if no one turns up? It goes like off on one. Yeah. If you can let it be heard and say, right, come on, journaling's a good one for it. Because if Definitely. you just sit down and journal it, what right, what is going on, Emma? What is on your mind? Let's talk. Let's and have little, it. <laughs> you know, just yeah, and, and recognize then the tone of voice that she's using, the language that she's using, because it will be quite harsh and sometimes nasty and you know it'll be coming across in in not very nice way but then you can say right okay you've had your say and then you can ask yourself is that really true so you've let her you've let her speak you've acknowledged it you can witness it write it all down but then I like to say is that true 
and then you can work with finding evidence to the contrary so this is where you can you can flip it around and say actually is it true and then you can think well no because I've already done a talk somewhere else in the past and people did like it if you've never done it you can say yeah but I, I know what I'm talking about because of this 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 and you can find yourself some evidence so you can start off journaling and then flip it around and it's a bit like being your own coach when you do that that exercise um there's a little acronym that that I made that that you can remember this remember this by which is just act so act get awareness by letting the inner critic speak noticing anything you can about it the tone of voice who it reminds you of where did it come from what is she worried about let her let it all out and then compassion and understanding and that befriending so that's why it's important not to kind of hate on your inner critic and then ask yourself is it true so act so yeah giving it a name is good but just kind of not not um making it the villain of the piece is going to help you to work through it it is just this scared little child at the end of the day that as you say just needs to to have that voice give out their story which nine times out of ten ain't true or probably ten times out of (laughs) ten yeah yeah it's never true because it's based on all all the little voice has to go off is everything that's happened in our past Mm. um and it doesn't know it can't know anything about the future or even the present so all it does is go back and dredge up things that have happened that maybe went wrong or somebody said something you know maybe you stood up in primary school and did a little talk and then somebody called you a name or something that's it now you're terrified for life of public speaking because oh, that doesn't feel good so it, it just wants to protect so its whole job you know if you was to write out its job application of the inner critic it's it's to be the protector yeah it's to protect you from getting hurt at all costs and that's all it's trying to do Mm -hmm. so it's not a villain it's actually it's actually just trying to be your bestest friend it's just that it goes around goes around it in a goes about it in a in in not the right way because Mm -hmm. if if you want to grow if you want to step out of your comfort zone and things like that listening to your inner critics never going to go never going to work is it not at all so what one of the good things um we could probably uh wrap up with is set some rules for your inner critic so number one she might you might say she gets to be heard maybe that's every day maybe that's once a week you want to sit down and do some journaling just to get everything out that she's worried about or he's worried about but number two is but don't she doesn't get to make any big decisions because if you let her make the decisions like whether you should turn up and do that live or that keynote speaking event or whatever it is they're going to back out every single time yeah they're not going to create that new program they're not going to put that advertising post out there to get new clients you know they're not going to um start that 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 healthy eating regime because what if they fail you know so anything that that you think if you're listening to that little scared voice 
they do not know anything about the future they can't because it's like a computer program it's only made up of what's happened in the past so if you're going to 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 let them decide then you know it's not going to go well so don't let them make any decisions but definitely like let them be heard perfect perfect so emma (laughs) so you can keep her but you don't have to ditch the name i think if you've had it for a while it might be a bit weird to start calling it another name but she's not she's not in the driving seat she can't make the decisions margaret's in the driving seat absolutely and emma my dear you can just stay in the seat beside me but she gets to stand beside you and she gets yeah. to she gets to have her say. But if you think about her as that little child that you know, she's smaller than you, she's she's younger than you, so she's she's very afraid, and you get to say, It's all right. You're fine. Do you know what? Not no one ever died from doing X, Y, and Z. Yep. So I hear you, but we're doing it anyway. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) amazing see now this is a subject that I could talk about for hours but we don't want to we don't want to keep people too long so it's just a little taster absolutely and I'm sure at some point we'll definitely come back to this because there's so much more about the inner critic and crikey hand in hand with self-sabotage so yeah Exciting yeah stuff. you could you could take each one of the each one of the elements and dive into that couldn't you and and talk about the, the different parts of it so hopefully it's whetted people's appetites I'd love to know what you think let us know what you think about the topic today and definitely hit the subscribe button if you are interested in what Margaret and I have been talking about today um, and the little bell, the notification, so that you know it's it's a busy world, so that you get notified when we next release our next podcast. Absolutely. Thank and you so much. Thank you. We will see you all very soon. Bye for Bye. now.